Yes! What's going on everybody? We are back. I say we, it's just me. It's a solo episode to kick off your new year with the Rubby Muscle Podcast. How are we all doing? Oh good, it's good to hear that you're doing really well. Uh, I am your host as always, TJ, and we're here to talk about um, New Year's resolutions once the dust has settled and like the importance of not necessarily New Year's resolutions, but goal setting in general, and also the importance of how we see goal setting, because a lot of people uh, look to goal setting to be something that's really, really important in their lives. I am one of those people for sure, but a lot of people get just get uh, disillusioned by the whole thing, and they're very much against it because there's resentment there, and then there's a lot of people that are sort of in between, and that you know, can do well when they do set goals, but doesn't make the time to set goals. And there's just a bunch of different um, things that sort of go into this to make a well-rounded person, athlete, whoever, that wants to improve in themselves and hopefully on the rugby pitch, but however they want to improve for uh, for the new year. And I wanted to kick this episode off with your uh, your standard fact of the week, but I forgot to upload the uh, tune, so hold on. All right, sweet. So this week's fact of the week, or my fact of the week, and actually what I want to carry on doing as I do any for any solo episodes I do or for any episodes where I bring someone on that's like a little bit too well sought after to be a dickhead and give me the fact of the week um whilst listening to the hammer brothers from super mario um i'm when i give my fact of the week i I love words so i'm always want to give you guys some new words that you can learn and hopefully one day introduce into conversation and, and impress people with your vocabulary um and this week's this week's fact of the week is that is about the word groke and groke or groking is where you stare at someone who is eating in the hopes that they will share. Um, and that is essentially what my dog does every single day. So if you follow me on Instagram, you see Xena, the Z-Dog, the Puchos, uh, often will just be staring at me for no reason. But she doesn't stare at me ever more so than when I'm eating food. And so therefore, she grokes at me a fair bit. And you can tell other people, you know, when they're looking at you when you're eating, wait, stop groking at me and you will have used a fucking amazing word and they'll be impressed and you'll say, hey, I learned that from the Rugby Russell podcast. So sweet. Anyways, moving on. So with this episode, I wanted to get into sort of goal setting. We've done we've done a lot about goal setting uh, previously, but um, I wanted to really sort of dial it back a little bit and give a bit more of an overview because I've, so- I've sort of changed my mindset because... Um, and, and the reason actually, I'll, I'll go, I'll just go straight into it. The reason that I have changed my mindset is that, um, back, I, I, um, stumbled across my notepad from, I think it was 2014 and yeah, it must've been 2014. Um, for the, for the year of 2014, I set myself 100 goals and I'm pretty sure I did this in 2012 and 2013. And I broke those down into rugby goals, nutrition goals, uh, you know, professional working goals, um, in gym goals, physique goals, like all of this sort of stuff and, and personal and just general personal development goals. And I was very disappointed to look back on these goals, realize that I'd set a hundred goals and I probably hit about 12, you know? And if you think about hitting 10% of your goals or 12% of your goals, 
that is not really good. And considering that I gave myself that one year to do that, and it, we're now four or five years removed from that, and I still haven't done it, um, it it really hammered home the point to me that even though I was doing the quote-unquote smart or smarter principles for my goal setting, I was doing everything by the book, I missed a few really glaring things that people never really tell you about goal setting. And we'll get into those in this po- in the podcast, in this episode today, and hopefully you guys will find it valuable. And of course, if you do, please do not hesitate to go to iTunes and give us a five-star review and just type up a little bit about what you think about the podcast. It really does help us massively in becoming the number one strength and conditioning podcast for rugby in the world. But it also just gets people listening, which allows us to dedicate a lot more time to it um, and produce the best quality episodes and just to keep them going. Like you've probably noticed that we go through a few weeks where we, you know, I have a struggle to get on a guest or we just don't manage to record episode that week. If we're constantly getting five star reviews and we get huge listenership, there is no doubt that we will be a lot more consistent and, um, yeah, from my side, I guess I am apologizing for the lack of consistency. But in the future, if you can keep giving us five-star reviews, we'll keep going. And it is actually, ironically, one of my resolutions is to get through, like, to stick with this podcast for the whole year. And so I guess with that being said, let's sort of get into get into New Year's resolutions and why they're sort of controversial and, and, and actually why I think they're valuable, but only if they're really used in the correct way and actually if they're not using the correct way how they can actually be kind of damaging for your psyche so um i guess essentially the more i've done on this and the more i've worked with people the more i've thought about how important goal setting is the more i've tried to get people to set goals stick to them i figured out a lot more of what works and i've seen it firsthand and i've delved a little bit more into the research and, and i've just developed my sort of own opinion on this um is to really not make it a big thing but really try and keep it simple with your goals um, you can be really specific, you can be measurable, you do all of those things, but you also still need to keep it really simple. And the reason that you want to keep it simple and not do 100 goals is because each goal, like change is very, very, very hard. And um, no matter what you do, like you're going to make a change anyway, but making a positive change is something that you haven't done yet. And there's a reason that you've lived your life up until now and you haven't done your goal is because it's hard, difficult to get to. Um, if you understand that, then you understand that it's so important that this goal is something that is incredibly important to you. It has to be really meaningful to you, has to be relevant to what you're trying to accomplish. And you like if you were so and the way I phrase it to people is if you have if you if you were to achieve one goal, one thing that you would do and you would be happy with that, what would that one thing be? And that really makes you think about what is important and what you really think that you need to do. Because when I set my 100 goals, I set about you know 30 different lifting goals, most of which, or at least half of which probably, I wasn't even doing at the time. So I set myself a deadlift goal, even though I hadn't deadlifted in months. I wasn't planning on deadlifting anytime soon, but I thought it was kind of cool to you know get my deadlift to 220 or 40 kilos or whatever it was. And the reality is, yeah, that sounded cool, but if I look deep down into myself, I didn't care. Like I wasn't. I wasn't willing to put in the work, especially when you consider how much work would have been needed to really improve that deadlift. Um, like there was no way it meant enough for me to be to be willing to put in all of that work. And so you can set little goals that aren't that important, but you know, it's something that takes 30 seconds a day or something like that. That's fine. 
you know um like for example my one of my goals or one of my things i'm trying to stick to this year is not biting my nails and you know that's actually a relatively easy thing i don't actually give that much of a shit right but the fact is it's 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 kind of easy just to not bite my nails it's every time i put my nails in my mouth i remember that i've got them there and i don't i, don't, I just don't bite and then i've got like a sort of a system with like getting manicures and what and whatnot going on but the reality is it's very easy for me to make this change because of the systems I've set up, even though it doesn't mean that much to me. Whereas the harder something is to do, so say you weigh 300 pounds and you want to get to 200 pounds, well, there's a reason that you weigh 300 pounds and that reason is what makes it that much more difficult for you to lose that weight is because of your long-term habits and your lifestyle and you do things that you enjoy that have resulted in you being 300 pounds. So you have to make sure that that's really something that you value in order to make a big change. And I I can't emphasize how important this is. And so when you're looking at setting goals for the new year, you know, the, the, the less you set actually the better, like as you really want to push the boat out, you want to, you want to make it, you do want to challenge yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you, if you, stretch yourself too thin then all you're going to do is set yourself unattainable goals because if you've got five five different goals that all compete with each other and make each other one harder and harder to get to then actually even though each specific goal is achievable or attainable together they're not so give that a lot of thought before you set your goals or even after you've set your goals just to make sure that that's something that you're considering and look back at your goals. If you've set them, if you set them already, um, then yeah, look back at them, see, am I stretching myself too thin? Could I actually achieve these goals in a two to three year span or even up to five years as opposed to trying to cram this all in and getting demotivated because I'm not going to accomplish. Speaking of getting demotivated, another point that's really important when you're goal setting is to avoid, um, what I've sort of coined as the post-Tony Robbins seminar syndrome. Um, and that's, so this relates to when you're setting goals or just setting setting about changes that you want to make in yourself. It's very easy to get carried away into the delusion that you're going to tell yourself that you're going to completely overhaul your life overnight because you've watched this one movie or if you've been to the Tony Robbins seminar and he's told you, this is all you've got to do, uh, blah, 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 you know? And you get home and you think, yeah, I'm fucking inspired. I know that I can do this. I know that I can, you know, and I'm really going to change. Reality is big changes can happen, but they happen over the long term. So you don't just take a jump and find yourself a mile further on down the road you take lots and lots and lots and lots of little steps so yes you can still you can still get that mile distance but you're going to take a few you're going to take a lot longer to get it to get there than you realize so that inspiration will definitely have died down by the time you even get like halfway towards your goal if it's a big um, change that you want to do so make sure that you understand that make sure that you understand that you know you're not using it as almost, and this is another thing that people do is they'll use those goals or they'll use like setting themselves up. You know, so they're going to say, in the new year, I'm not going to eat a single carb, right? And that gives them three days, say it's on the 27th or 28th, that gives them a few days to just binge on as many carbs as they, as they, they want to eat because they know that they've told themselves and they've, well, they've lied to themselves essentially, but they've told themselves that in the new year, they're not going to eat any of them, which then allows them to, have that wiggle room to do as much of that sin as they want. And and that's really all they're looking to. They're not looking to in the new year, or, or, or maybe even they are looking to in the new year that they are going to cut that out, but that's not realistic. So... 
be really realistic with your goals and like understand that is this something that I'm going to be willing to do after a 10 hour shift at work when I'm really tired and I still have to do this one thing or you know say if you set yourself the goal of doing a two hour morning routine that includes meditation or run um you know going for a cold shower doing all this uh, reading a few pages of book doing whatever is that something that you're going to stick to in three weeks time when you're knackered and you wake up late or you've got kids or you know all these things that can happen uh once your motivation goes down make sure that you're thinking of you in that state rather than you that's really hyped up and motivated because motivation will die down and that's when the real work is done and so the more that you can avoid that the more you can set yourself up for failure by just being way too ambitious the better you're going to be and that sort of boils down to what i said about earlier um with the biting the nails and stuff is making stuff very easy to stick to like if you can just give keep like i've you know when i talk about weight loss a pound a week for a lot of people is very achievable but the amount of times that i get even my like my clients that will reply to me within a week and they've lost a pound and a half and they'll be upset. And a lot of what I do is end up just tapering expectation is to say, hey, actually, if you just lose a pound a week for the entire year, you've lost 52 pounds. That's huge. you know. And, and whilst each week that doesn't seem that much, the grand scheme of things is consistency. And the more that you can be consistent, the more that you can stick with uh, – stick with your habits, stick with your goals and stick with uh, the small improvements, that's when the big changes come about and and that's what you've got to consider when you're setting these goals. Next point is to make yourself sort of accountable and that's so, um, it's so important when you're setting goals, uh, not just because, you know, it's embarrassing when you don't do it, but it's just that awareness that you need to look back on your goals and understand like completely black and white. Did you achieve this goal? Yes or no? Because you want to evaluate because if you didn't, you know, yeah, you failed, but you can, you can absolutely learn from that failure and learn that maybe that was a bad goal. Maybe I didn't need to do this thing or this came up. I didn't anticipate this. So now that when I'm setting out for the future, Maybe I'm just going to anticipate something crap happening and set myself a little bit of a lower goal or give myself more time. Or, you know, maybe you say, actually, this happened, but this time uh, this one event isn't going to happen. Or if it does happen, I now know and I'm equipped to handle that better. But if you're not accountable with your goals, then, you know, how many people set themselves a goal of quitting smoking for the year and then just forget? And then they just do it again the next year and the next year and the next year. That's not being accountable. You've, if you've said something, make sure you write it down. Make sure that you understand that that is exactly what you're trying to do and there's something that you're trying to achieve. And then you can give yourself a time where you look back on it and you say, did I achieve this? Yes or no? Why? Why not? And then you, you can go ahead, repeat that process and continually improve. That is what goal setting is about. That's why it's so valuable is to not, it's not just once you achieve that goal, it's it, and, and saying, cool, I'm done, you know, and go back to your normal life and then get away from it all and doing whatever. It's once you achieve that goal, then you, you allow yourself the time to set a new goal, look into the future and continually improve. And that's how you become a better rugby player. So how you be, uh, develop a better physique it's how you become better i mean fuck it that's how you become better at life and so it's really important to make sure that you remember that um and so now to move on we're going to look at um the actual what the smarter principles are because they change 
depend on what website you're on, the change, uh, depend on where you're at. And I think we've already done the smart principles on a previous podcast here, and the ones I'm going to give now might actually be different to those, which is okay because there is no real set blueprint for the goals because the goal, what makes the goals really effective is how important they are to you and how you evaluate and then um, review them afterwards, right? It's not necessarily like you could set you could set crappy goals for three months, but after the three months, eventually you'll learn how to make better goals, how to make things more meaningful to you, and how to keep improving. So let's get into the SMART principle. So specific is the first one. So it's smarter, right? And there's a, there's a word for each of these. And the first one is specific. So again, don't just say, I want to get a stronger chest. You'd be really specific with that. I want to improve this movement by this much, or I want to improve my chest circumference or any of that. But you've really got to make sure that you are really specific with those goals. Just getting stronger doesn't count. You want to be as specific as you can. That allows you to then look back and say, did I achieve this goal? Yes or no? Why? Um, Meaningful is the M. I think we've already gone over why this is uh, important, um, it, but it's so important. And usually people put measurable for this one, but the reason that meaningful is there is because of what I went over before. <clears throat> Too often people put together goals that just, you know, like me, I put 100 together. There's no way I could have 100 meaningful goals for the year. It's just, it's just too much. It's just burnout. And, and in fact, that's where it becomes a detriment is if you set goals that aren't meaningful, you're setting yourself up a habit of failing and, and accepting failure. Or you're setting yourself up with a frustration of setting goals because you never achieve them, so you get annoyed. And it's just not a good idea. So the less goals you set, probably the better, as long as all of the goals that you do set are meaningful to you. Uh, next one, attainable, sort of ties in there as well. It's something that you can make sure that you it is possible for you to achieve. So when people tell me I want to I want to lose fifty pounds in two months, I tell them to fuck off because that's not attainable, and you know it's just not realistic. It's not something that they're going to be able to do, and so after two months, they're inevitably not going to be happy. Again, you want to make sure that it's something that you are able to do, which allows you then to achieve that. And then move on and keep achieving, achieving, achieving. If you fail, you might, you know, you might see that in, you know, two weeks into a 12 week goal, you see that there's no way you're going to be able to achieve it. You just give up. And then all of a sudden, after the 12 weeks, you've given up on everything, you've regressed, you've got worse. So all of that could have been avoided if you made a goal that you knew that you could achieve from the start. And if you just stuck with it, you did achieve it. Next one for R is relevant, sort of tied into meaningful, but. Like it relevant is definitely something that's important because it has to, like, yeah, you could decide that you want to get the best bench press in the world. And then I ask you, why do you want to do that? And you say, oh, because I want to be a better rugby player. Well, where does having the best bench press in the world really relate to you being a rugby player? It, it doesn't. So that's why you don't want to be setting a hundred different goals because eventually like a lot of those goals end up losing their relevance and, and they go against each other. So try to, as best you can to not set yourself um, contradictory goals and also too many goals because if you do too many goals you know at some point in you know you're not necessarily putting yourself in opposite directions and trying to achieve like opposite goals but you've only got a certain amount of time um, on this planet and so if you've got 1500 different pursuits you're trying to do you know and one of them is I want to run a marathon every day well then that's already five hours out of your life that you've lost so think about what is really relevant to you, what's relevant to your big standing goals. And um, yeah, just make sure that you're not stretching yourself too thin 
that you can achieve your goals. Again, the less goals that you set, probably the better. Um, next one, time related. So it's kind of obvious really why we're doing this. It's, it's the same reason that when you were at school that you didn't do most of your work or at least finish your work until deadline day. And this is known as Parkinson's Law. And Parkinson's Law states that uh, work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. Essentially, whenever you set a deadline, that's how long you're going to take to do that task. And so if you don't set yourself a deadline, then you're just going to potentially procrastinate forever. It stops you from being able to say, right, did I achieve this? Yes or no, because you're constantly going to be able to give yourself more time. Stops you from being able to start it. Stops you from being able to measure it properly. All that sort of stuff goes into it, and that's why you need your goal to be, you know, you need to set your goals for a specific time, whether it's to do something every day for X amount of time until it becomes a habit, or it's to achieve X by a certain time as well. Those are two ways that you can make it time-related. I'm sure there are other ways, but those are the two main points. And yeah, it's really important that you add a time um, allotment or a time goal or time element to your goal. Next point we have is E for evaluated. So you want to go back and evaluate your goals as to, you know, during it and before and after. So you want to understand that if your goal is good, then it's going to be something that you've hopefully achieved. If you haven't achieved it, why haven't you achieved it? Is it because it's a bad or or good goal or is it because of X, Y, Z, whatever happened? Um, What was it about that goal that, Became, made you made it easier to stick to or harder to stick to and, and how would you do it differently for the next time and that's when you go through and you evaluate the goals themselves and then you and then r is where you review it and not only do you review the goal but you review how well you did in achieving that goal and why and why not and that's when you you make you set yourself the next goal and see if you can keep improving and now a good time scale that i find that people can do for this is like setting a goal for every 12 weeks um, obviously at the beginning of the year you can set a goal for ha- what you want to achieve in the whole year but then if you can break that down into like 12 week chunks it becomes a very manageable process because 12 weeks is certainly long enough for you to see significant change in terms of whatever you want to achieve but it's definitely a short enough time that you can stay motivated for all of those 12 weeks and you can set yourself lots of little goals even in between those 12 weeks but every 12 weeks is a good idea to sort of sit down with your goals and establish whether you have achieved them or not. And now to just round this off, I have uh, two important last points that you need to make sure that you consider when you are setting your goals for 2019 or for the next 12 weeks or for whatever, is that you want to aim for outcomes, but you want to focus on processes. So what I mean by that is um, your your goal can certainly be about like an outcome. So a good uh a good example of this is I want to squat 200 kilos, okay? So that's your goal and that's what you're going to aim for by setting that goal. But you're not going to focus on that 200 kilos. You're not going to focus on that 200 kilo squat because if you just go to the gym every time, put 200 kilos on the bar, get crushed, repeat, you're never going to achieve that goal. So what you focus on instead is the process that will get you towards that goal. What might that be? I don't know. It depends on your goal or it depends on your program. Um, If you're trying to get to 200 kilos, you know, maybe you're doing bunches of sets of 75%, do a few, do one day where you hit a bit higher, one day where you work on technique, one day where you work on tempo. I don't know. It depends on you as a person and what you want to do, but that is what you focus on. You don't focus on, um, 
you don't focus on the outcome the whole time because you'll be constantly demotivated that you're not there yet you'll be frustrated with that so if you can just focus on hitting your processes get into the gym each day then you're good um if you're looking at it from a diet standpoint yes you want to lose 20 pounds yes you want to lose 20 pounds in 12 weeks right but don't focus on that 20 pounds don't focus even on a scale at all focus on what's going to get you to lose those 20 pounds tracking your food every day uh setting up good habits around mealtime getting good sleep making sure you hit the gym but you don't crush it those sorts of things are what you want to focus on and you can even set those as miniature goals for yourself to then eventually achieve your outcome and your big goal but you're only able to do that if you focus purely on the process if you focus too much on the outcomes again you will get frustrated you, you rely too much on motivation and you'll end up falling to the wayside focus on the processes focus on the little things that you can do each day and you almost forget about the outcome because then the outcome will take care of itself and if in 12 weeks it doesn't you can look back and see why and make that change and if you've but if you've stuck with the process brilliant because that means that all you need to do is sort of tweak the process and then allow yourself to get to the goal you're not thinking about motivation you're not thinking about you being a failure because you've you've nailed everything that you needed to now something's just gone a little bit amiss and that's why you evaluate you review and you set yourself some more goals so hopefully you guys found that very valuable if you did once again give us a five-star review it really does help us and if you are interested i want to drop a little plug here and it's the first time me saying this on a podcast but here at Rugby Muscle, we have our first ever standalone uh, training program, the 12-week Rugby Muscle Protocol. This is a gym program that is focused um, on rugby players that want to really develop a physique but want to also improve their rugby performance. And let me be a bit more specific about that. So if we go back to how about how these goals need, need to be meaningful for you, if you really do have a focus on wanting to look your best, you know, either on a beach or at the bar or just in general in the mirror and looking, taking awesome snaps for Instagram, or if you really want to fill out your rugby shirt and look impressive, then this is the sort of program for you. It's not just about pure performance, although you certainly won't lose performance. You're, you're pretty much guaranteed to improve your performance on the rugby pitch, but that's not the sole goal of this, po- of this uh, protocol. The program is geared towards rugby and bodybuilding, and it pulls elements from strength and conditioning and old-school bodybuilding to really bring about a unique protocol that's going to gain you muscle and improve your performance on the rugby pitch. If you're interested in that, just head on over to rugby-muscle.com you'll be getting emails or there'll be a link in the show notes where you can get that at a discounted price for listening to the podcast if if you're up for it cool if you're not also cool but still go give us a five-star review on itunes uh follow me at tj.strength send me any messages any questions that you want answered on a future podcast thank you so much for listening and i'll see you guys in the next one All right, guys, thank you very much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode or if you've enjoyed any episode of the Rugby Muscle Podcast, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and type a quick review. It takes about a minute and it really helps us out a ton, helps grow the show, helps grow Rugby Muscle. And in turn, we will be able to give you guys the best quality content, information and programs that we possibly can. If you're interested in any of that stuff, like the free physique nutrition video series or the TJ Strength Supplement Guide or the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, you can find them all at rugby-muscle.com or by going through my Instagram profile at tj.strength. Give me a quick follow. And until next time, guys, I've been your host as always, TJ. See you soon.